Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of Keep the Receipts, the One Man Fast Break. And yeah, it's been a while, maybe about like, I don't know, three, four weeks since I uploaded a podcast. Unacceptable on my part. I take full blame for my lack of uploading, lack of content. Um, just kind of been busy with a few things and honestly still no excuse I still should have been recording there's been so many things that's happened but um, the one that I really wanted to talk about um, is the one that took place on Friday and that is the Deshaun Watson trade to the Cleveland Browns for those who don't know Deshaun Watson uh, formerly the quarterback of our Houston Texans is going to be traded or has officially already been traded to Cleveland uh, for a crazy draft haul, uh, which includes three first-round picks in the next three years from the Cleveland uh, for the Cleveland from the Cleveland Browns to the Houston Texans, along with two fourth-rounders from 2022 and 2024, and a third-rounder. So in total, six draft picks for Deshaun Watson and a sixth-round pick going to Cleveland in 2024. So Cleveland pretty much said, hey, we'll give you everything and anything. Give us Deshaun Watson. (laughs) The wild part about this was two days before that, Deshaun Watson getting traded to Cleveland, um, he had told Cleveland that they were out. And so it was down to, it was was starting with four teams. It started with Carolina, Cleveland, Atlanta, and New Orleans. And he told Cleveland, they were the first ones eliminated from the competition. And he, obviously, for those who don't know, Deshaun Watson uh, has a no trade clause. So that means he could pretty much dictate where he goes and whichever team the Texans could really talk to. If he didn't want to go there, the Texans had no choice, uh, but not they could not trade him to any team that they wanted. So Deshaun Watson held all the cards in his hand as part of his old contract, which was supposed to go into effect this year. But we'll kind of get into his new contract, which is absolute insanity. But, yeah, and then Deshaun Watson first told Cleveland no, then he told Carolina no. So everybody was expecting, hey, it's either between Atlanta and New Orleans. And the rumors were, you know, Atlanta Falcons were expecting that he was going to sign with them because Matt Ryan, who was their quarterback currently, uh, was due a $7.5 million uh, roster bonus. And they delayed it by three or four days to stop paying him because they thought, hey, we'll get Deshaun Watson. We'll trade Matt Ryan. We won't have to pay the bonus. And turns out that is kind of similar situation to what happened with Baker Mayfield. They, The Cleveland Browns were trying to get Deshaun Watson. Baker, Baker Mayfield got fed up and said, hey, trade me. If you don't want me, that's fine. But I don't want to play here if you're going to go get try to get somebody else. And same thing with Matt Ryan, you know, Matt Ryan today got traded to the Indianapolis Colts uh, because of the Deshaun Watson thing. That's the, that's the crazy part about all this is once things go public of who's of who's actually trying to go get quarterbacks and the quarterback that's already there on the team probably feels like, damn, like I'm clearly not good enough and they don't think I'm good enough. That's why they're going to get this quarterback. It, it, it's got to like be a real, you know, it's got to really ruin the chemistry of the team because the quarterback is the main position of, any NFL team, you have a quarterback, you have a chance. You don't have a quarterback, you got no chance. And the Deshaun Watson thing was crazy because Baker Mayfield was a top, he was the number one pick like, what, three, four years ago? So he's in the fifth year of his uh, rookie contract. 
And Baker Mayfield was like, oh, you're going to go get some other people? That's fine. Uh, I, I don't want to play here anymore. And the, the, the wild part would have been if he did not choose Cleveland, which he ultimately did, they would have been stuck with an angry Baker Mayfield and no Deshaun Watson, which would have been double whammy for Cleveland. But in the situation of the Browns, they have every right over Baker Mayfield. They can find him if he doesn't come to training camp. There's so many ways for them to control pretty much what Baker Mayfield does. Uh, but luckily, that's not the case. Obviously, as we said right at the uh, right at the beginning, he is going to Cleveland, and he's going to Cleveland for a ton of money, almost close to half. Uh, what is it? Not half, a quarter of a billion dollars guaranteed, two hundred and thirty million dollars guaranteed to Deshaun Watson in the next five years. Absolute craziness, because that is the entire contract, so he's fully guaranteed. Um, that's first of all, forget, obviously we'll kind of get into this, the legal stuff and why the reason Deshaun Watson is no longer on the Houston Texans while being, I don't know, a top seven, eight quarterback when he's played in the, uh, when he's played for the Texans, but $230 million guaranteed. And he had signed an extension with the Texans two years ago that was supposed to go into effect this season. So they pretty much threw that out the window and said, Hey, Here's another contract. Way better. You get $80 million more guaranteed. Um, of course, he didn't, wouldn't turn it down. And uh, I, I think what ended up really happening was he probably didn't want to go to Cleveland. And then Cleveland blew, the, blew him away with an offer that was like, dude, are you going to turn down that kind of money? And now this is the richest NFL contract ever in terms of guaranteed money. His entire contract is guaranteed. Most NFL contracts are not. And so the fact that the entire 230 is guaranteed is setting a new precedent. Maybe this is kind of what it's getting to as well. Because you saw Josh Allen signed a contract maybe like a few months ago, uh, which he signed for $150 million guaranteed. But obviously that wasn't his entire contract. That was a majority of it. And then just about a month ago, Aaron Rodgers, it has been a month, maybe like two, three weeks ago, and Rogers signed a contract where he signed for two hundred million and one hundred and fifty-three million. Was it one hundred and fifty point seven was guaranteed? So even Aaron Rodgers did not get fully guaranteed his entire contract, but a majority of it. And it feels like the players are getting a little more power because they're getting more guaranteed money and almost getting to a point where it's 95%, percent fully guaranteed. Kind of like how the NBA has their contracts and the MLB. Of course, it's a lot different. The sports are different. There's a lot more risk in the NFL in terms of injuries, more players. It, it, it kind of makes sense to why not all the contracts are guaranteed. But it's also the craziest part is the players will not fight for that. And maybe that's going to be the next top, next step in the CBA. The collective bargaining agreement is getting guaranteed contracts because it's the fact that it's such a high injury risk game. The players need to have some compensation in terms of, hey, you... What ends up happening a lot of times is you're you're a borderline player. You end up getting cut because you're injured and you don't get any money from that. And I think that's kind of a real ruthless cutthroat portion of the business, but that's kind of what the players agreed to. And so you got to live in the bed that you made. But let's get back on track, right? $230 million guaranteed. Aaron Rodgers has set the record a couple weeks ago at 150.7. So Deshaun Watson blew him out of the water, completely annihilated his most money guaranteed ever 
um, by almost $80 million. Absolutely crazy. And I think this is, again, like I said, it's going to start a precedent where, especially quarterbacks coming on the market, really good quarterbacks, they're going to probably want Deshaun Watson in terms of give me 100% money guaranteed. And the thing is, whoever the newest quarterback that goes on the market, they're, they're going to have that leverage that, hey, Deshaun Watson, who had all these cases against him with all these problems, got 230 guaranteed. I'm just as good, whoever that might be, you know, and uh, Lamar Jackson's coming up uh, for his contract. So maybe Lamar Jackson might be the next guy who gets fully guaranteed his contract for five, six years. But also with his situation is that, you know, he's got to stay healthy and he's got to deliver uh, a little bit as well in the playoffs. And he hasn't kind of done that, but uh, we'll kind of get, we'll kind of leave that there. Uh, I want to talk about, obviously, the big thing with Deshaun Watson is why a guy in, at his age, pretty much in the prime of his career, is getting traded, and this does not happen. So it's a very unique situation. And, of course, that is all have to do with the legal situations. For those who don't know, Deshaun Watson, a year or so ago, uh, probably a little bit more than that now, maybe like a year and a half ago, um, there was uh, accusations by 22 women of, of pretty much sexual assault um, and don't really want to get into details of everything because it's a little bit explicit and it's not really it, it doesn't serve the purpose but pretty much you know um, women accused Deshaun Watson of like uh, I mean a, a very common term like you know disrespectful behavior uh, I don't know what the term would be but you know inappropriate behavior I guess that's the term um, at a very, very, you know, I'm not trying to play down the situation, but I just want to kind of keep it, keep it PG, I guess, for this show. But um, just, uh, you know, they accused him of a lot of things and there's 22 women. So it was 22 different women, which is crazy to me, right? Because it, it's, it's wild because you could say maybe two or three, four of them are lying. But the fact that 22 women are lying is really hard to believe. But this comes always back to the same point. Um, in the NFL, they don't care what you did off the field. Assuming you don't go to jail, which Deshaun Watson will not, because two weeks ago, was it 10 days ago roughly, court ruled they can't charge him criminally. So he can't go to jail. There's still a civil suit going on with the 22 women, but he can't be charged criminally. And um, obviously that gave leeway to the rest of the teams to be like, hey, we can go get him now because he's not going to actually, he might still get suspended by the NFL, but he's not going to go to jail. And um, th that that's the biggest thing. And that's obviously why this Deshaun Watson situation picked up. He didn't get to play the entire season last year, although he wasn't officially suspended during last year because the case was still ongoing and the NFL wanted to wait. To see what actually ends up happening before suspending him or not suspending him. And now the case has played out. Now it's kind of one of those things like since they didn't officially suspend him. Will they suspend him? Because of like obviously the backlash and the you know the situation at hand. Do you? I feel like they have to suspend him. Um, at least for a certain portion of the game. Maybe six games. Maybe eight games. Maybe the entire year. But... Um, and uh, but we'll, we'll kind of see how that plays out because the NFL technically he didn't play the entire year. So you could use the argument like, hey, he was kind of suspended last year, even though he by the letter of the law was not technically technically he wasn't suspended, but he did not play the entire year. And the wild part about this is 
I think that the Deshaun Watson, the Cleveland Browns, his agent, all are expecting Deshaun Watson to at least get suspended for some portion of the season because the way they structured the contract, the $230 million is the first year is his base salary is only $1 million. So if he was to get suspended, he would only lose, let's say if he loses for the entire year, he only loses that $1 million. And if he gets suspended, you know, for half that, obviously he only gets, he only loses half of that. So majority of his money will still be guaranteed even if he gets suspended. Almost 95% of it, 99% of it will still be guaranteed and he won't lose any of it because of the way they structure the contract. Um, leaving everything aside, the legal, I mean, shout out to the agent. The, uh, the fact that the agent could get that kind of deal for that kind of situation is wild. And good luck, uh, major love to uh, Nick Casario, who was a Patriots personnel director. And then he obviously is now the GM of the Houston Texans. It's kind of similar to that Daryl Morey situation with Ben Simmons, where you traded a guy, you got a major draft haul. Obviously, Daryl Morey, in this case, he got James Harden. You end up getting a good haul because you held on to the asset and, in theory, appreciated in value because, obviously, Deshaun Watson's situation played out. Getting three first-round picks is, is is the haul. I mean, in NFL, first-round picks are very, very valuable. And the fact that they got three of them for the next three years from the Cleveland Browns. Um, maybe next year, look, if Deshaun Watson is spending the entire season, uh, the Cleveland Browns probably not going to make the playoffs. And if they're not making the playoffs... They're going to get a top, you know, what's going to be a top 20 pick, top 15 pick from Cleveland, along with their own. Uh, assuming the Texans aren't really going anywhere, which they're really not. So Texans could have two of the top 15 picks this year and then next year as well. Assuming Deshaun Watson gets suspended because once you go, you have Deshaun Watson on a team, you're not going to go out there and spend a lot of money on another quarterback because you know he's going to come back eventually. So it's kind of this, um, it's kind of a wait and see, right? But I think the Texans got pretty good value for what Deshaun for Deshaun Watson and I uh, just wanted to give some love to Nick Casario for holding on to the asset not budging even though he could have probably done it earlier probably would have got much less uh bank for his buck but uh made the right move and the Texans are hopefully going to reap the benefits in the next few years when they're able to draft and build their team up again uh currently because they're going to go with Davis Mills as the quarterback so if he's if you think he's the guy or he starts playing like the guy this year, then you can build around him and build a good solid team because you're going to have two first round picks for the next three years, which is a great place to be if you're a Texans fan. Lastly, a um, uh, couple more things, I guess. I want to talk about also like how do you feel as a Cleveland Browns fan? Right? If you're, I'm not a Cleveland Browns fan, but I'm just kind of talking as a fan of a team, right? How do you feel about the situation? And... I can kind of speak from a perspective of a Chelsea fan, right? For those who don't know, Chelsea's owner is being forced to sell the team uh, because he's Russian and he has ties to Vladimir Putin. And, you, you know, when you become a fan of a team, you're not becoming a fan of the owner. You're not becoming a fan of the executives. You're not becoming a fan of the coaches. You're becoming a fan of the teams, a.k.a. the players. And I think it's it's I think as a fan we kind of get into the like oh you know you can't support this team because the owner did this or the, the the executive did this or the gm did x and i'm like no i am not supporting i don't support i don't i didn't become a fan of this team because the owner was this or the gm was this i became a fan of it because of the players 
or whatever the case might be, right? Or my, my dad was a fan, whatever the case is, most times 95% of 99% of people become a fan of the team because of how they play. Or the players you like or a player you like or whatever the case is. But nobody really goes to choose a team based on the owner. And I think that's kind of similar for the Cleveland Brown situation, right? Like, I don't think just because you be the, the Cleveland Brown fans are going to be cheering for, for Deshaun Watson on Sundays does not necessarily mean that, you know, they're okay with the kind of stuff that I guess he's kind of gotten away with, right? I mean, I'm not saying he's guilty, but there's just no way that all the women are lying. So there, there has to be some medium in between that. The fact that he's completely off innocent, um, I have a hard time believing. But again, it's a, it's kind of the court, right? Do you have enough evidence to actually prove it? And that's kind of where the issues really come up. And i not legally uh, legally smart enough to discuss all those ramifications, but... Just at a very surface level, there's no way that the 22, all 22 women were lying. So there has to be somewhere in between, oh, he's fully guilty to he's not guilty at all, which was actually the end of the verdict. Um, it wasn't a verdict because they never actually got tried. But for him to not even get tried, that means they didn't have enough evidence. So he pretty much said, oh, he's pretty much innocent. Um, but I think as Cleveland Brown fans, like, you know, they're cheering for them does not necessarily mean that they, they, they're agreeing with what he did or what he ended up being pretty much acquitted for it's just a difficult um uh situation but as a fan of Cleveland, if you're a fan of Cleveland, i i I would understand you want to support your team you want them to do well and deshaun watson is definitely an upgrade over baker mayfield and it's no debating that and if you're talking strictly from a football perspective deshaun watson is a stud the guy is one of the top when he's healthy a top 10 quarterback, you can argue even closer to five. Top 10 for sure. And the Cleveland Browns have been kind of missing that. That's all they've been missing for the last year and a half or so. Is they, Obviously, two years ago, they got to the playoffs. They beat they beat um, the Pittsburgh Steelers. But that was the defense was amazing. Baker was really good down the stretch of that season as well. But last year was horrible. Baker was injured. Whatever the case is, Baker was injured. If he wasn't injured, he was out there. He was playing, but he was terrible. And it felt like Cleveland had all these pieces around them. And the quarterback, they couldn't get the quarterback right. Or the quarterback was not healthy. Whatever the case is, they weren't good. And there's no debating. Healthy or not healthy, Deshaun Watson is better than Baker Mayfield at playing quarterback. So that's automatically an upgrade. And everybody knows in a position... In the NFL, if you want to get it right, is the quarterback. If you get that position right, you can live with all the consequences of any other position. Because that position is so valuable. And Deshaun Watson is Deshaun Watson is in his prime of his career. He didn't get injured. Obviously, last year he didn't play, but he wasn't injured or anything. So it's not like he's coming back from a crazy injury. They might be like, oh, is Deshaun Watson going to be the same player or not? Yes, he's going to have to brush off that rust. But you expect Deshaun Watson to kind of be back to what Deshaun Watson has always done. And then, I mean, the team overall is so... Like, the Cleveland, Cleveland Browns have a solid roster. Their defense is solid. It's not amazing as it was a couple years ago. But it's still very solid. Uh, Miles Garrett is a freaking stud. Denzel Ward. They've got players on that team. And you got the running game with Kareem Hunt. Uh, Nick Chubb. And now, obviously, they need to get some wide receivers because 
Odell left. Jarvis Landry got cut. So they, they, they need to get some wide receivers. They ended up uh, uh, franchising David and Joku. So they have a tight end uh, who's pretty solid. And it's going to be, if they, get, if they can get some wide receivers back, and now that Deshaun Watson's there, I think they're more, more likely to get uh, more likely to get some better wide receivers to come back because Deshaun Watson, uh, he's got, got that kind of pull where he's good. Um, but I don't think any player's going to come on and be like, hey, I'm coming because of Deshaun Watson because the optics aren't going to look very good if they do that. So, um, but I, I think the, obviously one other thing, the last thing, the most very important thing for Deshaun Watson, strictly from an NFL football perspective, is the O-line. That O-line is great. That offensive line is great. And that's why Nick Chubb is... And then they got, they've got a really solid team. They just were lacking a, a top 10 quarterback. And I think they have that now. And Cleveland can be really scary in the AFC North. Um, obviously, Cincinnati at, Cincinnati is going to be strong as well. They ended up fixing their big issue, which was their offensive line. And Deshaun Watson, for ninety for his entire career with the Texans, did not have a great offensive line. He was running for his life. But the guy was still making plays, running for his life, throwing on the run. He's good, and he, he can run as well. And it's going to be... Um, it's going to be interesting to see because at AFC North, AFC West, those one of those teams is going to be in the in the Super Bowl. One of the teams from those that division is going to be the not the East, not the South. AFC East, I mean AFC North and AFC West, one of those teams is going to end up being representing the AFC in the Super Bowl. Um, and then Cleveland obviously is uh, going to have a chance. I think Cleveland's a little bit better than Baltimore because I need. I need to see Lamar Jackson do a little bit more. He, ever since his MVP season a couple years ago, wasn't great. Lost in the, lost in the, to the Titans that year. Wasn't great last year. Didn't make the playoffs. And I think Cleveland with Deshaun Watson is better. But, you know, Lamar Jackson can come out there and prove himself. Lamar can go out there and prove it again, um, which he, he's capable. So that division is going to be up for grabs again. And obviously Cincinnati is going nowhere. Joe Burrow is still young. Jamar Chase is still young. It remains to be seen who's going to win. Obviously, things are still going to happen. There's still a lot of free agency. There's still the NFL draft. There's tons of things that are going to happen before now and September after Memorial Day. Uh, when the uh, After Labor Day, I'm sorry. Uh, when the NFL season starts. But I just kind of wanted to get my thoughts out there on Deshaun Watson. Again, I will try to record more uh, as kind of the crazy topics have happened. Um, I might go back and cover some, uh, but they've kind of passed so much that maybe I'll just uh, I'll kind of just cover some new ones as they come up. But uh, that will conclude this week's episode. Um, well, this month, I guess. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. And on that note, I'm out.